Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition. My name is Lori Fass, and if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that this show has an unusual format because I alternate times uh, with a veterinarian, Dr. Dennis from Bloomfield, and this month we're kind of on a usual rotation. Uh, Last month, there was a little bit of a glitch where I was on two weeks in a row. She was on two weeks in a row. But this month, it's your usual me, Dr. Dennis, me, Dr. Dennis. So I'm here today. Dr. Dennis will be here next week. I'll be here the following week. And then she'll be here for the last Saturday in November. So uh, this is a call-in show. And I always like to Invite people to call in early uh, if you have a question about your pet's behavior. And if you want to do that, uh, what will happen is you'll your call will be picked up by our producer, Anthony. He'll put you screen your call, <laughs> put you on the computer board for me to see. And then I, uh, we might have to wait a little bit, especially if you call during a time when commercial break is on. Um, so you don't immediately go on air. You uh, first need to explain what we're going to talk about, what, what the question is, and then I'll put you on the air. So if you think you'd like to do that, I'd love to hear from you. And the numbers are 1-800-966-WTIC or 860 WTIC. And I also invite people to contact me off the air. Maybe it's inconvenient, uh, or maybe you might think of something after the show is over, or maybe you don't want to be on the air because it's embarrassing or whatever the reason might be. Uh, And if you wanted to contact me off the air, the best way to do that is to uh, go to my website, which is Lori Fass Dog Training, and you can get my email address. You can get a phone number to reach me there. Um, 
and I'd be happy to talk to you that way, too. So, um, again, if you want to call into the show, it's 860-522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or off the air, just check my website, Lori Fass Dog Training. Anyway, one of the things I wanted to bring up as a topic today is, as most of you probably know, at 2 o'clock on Sunday, it's time to fall back with our clocks. And most pets are happy when we spring forward because you're up an hour earlier. They get to go out sooner. They get their food sooner. and, And most pets are anxious to do that. Occasionally, you have a pet who's pretty much hunkered down and you have to wake them up, but that's that's the exception to the rule. So when we do the opposite, which is we get to sleep in an extra hour, a lot of pets don't care for that. They don't they didn't know that there was such a thing as daylight savings time. And um, a lot of pets have a problem with that. So If you have a question about that or a story about how your pet reacts to it, I'd be interested in hearing that. But different pets have different reactions to this, you know, to the daylight savings time uh, fall back effect. Um, Some pets, it just simply, it's pretty invisible. You wouldn't even know there was a problem. Generally speaking, it's less of a problem with cats. Uh, Cats have their litter box. They don't need you to take them out. Um, whereas a dog, assuming they're not pad trained or something like that, uh, they're used to getting up at a certain time to go out and do their business. And so if you're not up at that time, they may have an issue with that. Um, most cats, uh, you know, are a little bit less intrusive about, I want to eat right now, but a lot of cats are, are definitely like that. Um, a lot of people leave food down. Um, for their cats. Sometimes people do for their dogs, but more often with their cats. Uh, So if you have a cat that you're feeding at certain times, and one of those times is when you wake up in the morning, and they're expecting to be fed at a certain time, and you're not there, and you're expecting them to wait, they're probably going to be whacking your face, walking back and forth, (laughs) trying to get you up. And uh, certainly if you have a dog, they may be doing the same thing, Uh, more likely to be doing the same thing, unless you have a dog that, as I say, is sort of a sleep-in type. Um, Now, where I think it's really important to accommodate your pet, your complaining pet, hey, what gives, why are you you here an hour later than usual, is if you have a puppy, because puppy's capacity to wait and hold it is just not as good. And also, if you have an older dog, um, I have four dogs. And they range in age from 2 to 13. And my 13-year-old dog, if he has to go, he really does have to go. So, you know, I can't – it's really not negotiable. Now, my youngest one, um, he's just full of energy. And if he thinks there's a possibility to go out at any time for any reason, he's on that. But it's not because he has to do it. He just – would like to do it because he, he wants to be where the action is. So if I did not have my 13-year-old dog and um, I don't have a puppy, my youngest dog is too, and I wanted to just sort of segue into the one hour later daylight savings time event, um, if they started getting a little bit anxious about it or 
you know, trying to tell me, hey, what I'd probably do is make them wait at least 15 minutes, half an hour. Um, and I don't think I'd have any problems doing that. So if you have a dog who really has no reason why it's an important, I must go out right now because they're older, their capacity isn't as good, or they're a puppy and they don't understand and they're, again, their capacity is not good, then you need to be a little more accommodating. But over time, I would recommend adding 15-minute intervals. So let's say you normally get up at 7. Well, then get up at 7.15, then get up at 7.30, then get up at 7.45. And it might take, oh, anywhere from three to four days to make that adjustment. But, um, you know, it certainly is something that you can do. Um, I don't know that I've heard of people say to me, when daylight savings time happens, they are permanently now up an hour early and they keep it that way. Although that's possible. That's why I'm, you know, throwing it out there for people to give me their experiences. But, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a weird change. I mean, I would rather myself sleep in an extra hour, um, but uh, my pets don't always agree with me on that one. Um, and then as far as your cat is concerned, it's the same kind of thing. If, if they're on some sort of a schedule where you wake up at a certain time and they're expecting to have a meal and they've got their routine down and you're trying to take away that hour that they're used to, um, you know, that's uh, not going to go over really well with them. So same kind of thing. You you add 15 minutes, add 15 minutes, add 15 minutes. Um, I have a cat. Um, I've had different numbers of cats and dogs over the years. Uh, probably the most number of cats and dogs I've ever had in my entire life was at one point I had eight dogs and six cats. Um, my son was a little boy at this point. He was, uh, he was going to, he was in grammar school and one of the um, projects for his class was to list your pets and list their names. And so he started doing that, listing off all the pets and the names. And the teacher was got angry with him and said, well, you can't just make this up, you know. <laughs> Well, he wasn't making it up. And that's that was when I was involved in doing uh, various types of rescue and placement. And that's why I don't do it anymore. Because if an animal is not placeable or I'm having trouble with it, guess who ended up keeping it? Well, that doesn't take long to figure that out. But anyway, currently I have four dogs, which by some people's standards is a lot, um, and one cat. And my current cat uh, is... She's on a routine, but it's not absolutely written in stone. So when I get up with my dogs, whenever that might be, um, she kind of hangs around. She's waiting for her morning canned food meal. And then she usually meets me upstairs. And that's the let me give you some attention and comb you uh, routine, which she likes. Uh, so, but she responds to when I get up. It doesn't matter if it's an hour earlier or an hour late. She's not attached to it, but she also has some dry kibble that she could crunch on if she was hungry. Um, so that's her particular personality. Um, I've had cats in the past that frankly just don't really care. You know, if I want to sleep or I don't want to sleep, that's entirely up to me. And then I've had cats that are pretty much like alarm clocks. And same thing with dogs. They absolutely know what time it is. And um, if you're not on their schedule, they're going to let you know that uh, there's a problem here. And sometimes 
people believe that animals uh, can't tell what time it is. I mean, they're not going to tell you. It's, oh, it's, you know, one seventeen right now. Um, but they do have a sense of approximately when things are going to be taking place. So, for example, if uh, you take your dog for a certain uh, a walk at a certain time of day and then you don't, um, they're going to be looking at you or pacing around or having some expectation of, of that going on. So having a sense of time um, is something that animals absolutely have. Most people think of um, your senses, like your five senses, you know, hearing, uh, sense of smell, sense of sight, sense of touch, sense of taste. I think those are the five. But sense of time, I believe that is an actual sense, just like I believe there's a sense of direction. Um, migratory birds obviously have some kind of sense of direction, but they, I think it's coming from detecting magnetic fields in the earth. But... <clears throat> I know with humans, um, some people have a great sense of direction, even if they don't have uh, direct instructions on how to get somewhere. They have a pretty good idea of where they're going. They rarely get lost. If they get lost, they can get right back on track. And and that's an actual sense. And um, I had a friend who was completely blind, 100% blind, and um, she had a better sense of direction than I did. I would drive her places. She'd say, turn right, turn left. Uh, you know, when you see such and so, you're going to turn right again. And then she'd know exactly what direction we were going in. And I had no idea and I could see. So uh, clearly she had a sense of direction. Um, then sense of time is, again, a certain type of sense. Some people have better sense of time than other people. I think people who tend to be late have a tendency to not have a good sense of time. They get involved in something or another, and uh, maybe, you know, half an hour went by, but their perception is that uh, it was only five minutes. And Having a sense of time, a sense of direction, or any of these things, I think you can have in greater or lesser degree, whether you're a human or being a pet. Some pets have really good sense of direction. Um, I know a friend of mine was um, taking somebody else's dog for a walk, and she got lost. She wasn't sure how to get home. And she encouraged the dog to show her how to get home and followed the dog. The dog knew exactly how to get home. That was a good sense of direction, lucky for her, or she would have been uh, who knows where. And I find that that is absolutely true with dogs. Some dogs get loose. They um, go half a block away, and they're lost. They have no idea where they are. That would be me if I were a dog. Um, and other animals can uh, go quite far and absolutely know exactly where they are and find their way back. And same thing with time. Some animals have a great sense of timing. They know when things are supposed to happen, and others do not. And so in the case of daylight savings time, if your animal does not, that might actually work to your favor. But I think we need to be going to a break, and uh, we will be right back. Wish I could read the minds of women. Wish I had gills for swimming. Wish I had movie star looks. I wish I knew every trick in the book. 
I'd like to feel first love again and be 20 years younger. But the greatest wish I want to come true, I want my dog to live longer. Wish I was the king of rock and roll. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass, and this is a call-in show. So uh, if you have a question or you want to share something, I'd be happy to have you on the air. And if you want to do that, all you need to do is call 1-800-966-WTIC or 860-522-WTIC. And again, one 800 966-WTIC or 860-522-WTIC. And again, I always extend the invitation to anyone who wishes to talk to me, but maybe not today, maybe not on the air. Uh, Just check my website, get my email information, get my phone number, and my website is laurifastdogtraining.com. Before the break, I was talking about how um, daylight savings time might impact your pet and that the fall back is is the one that most people like. I know I'd rather fall back than spring ahead. I'm not a morning person, so uh, getting that extra hour, uh, I'm, I'm always okay with. But most pets are not okay with that. They don't care for that. And sometimes it creates problems. And I was just uh, throwing out there uh, some ideas on how to just gradually wean your dog or cat into the change. And and generally speaking, if you do that, um, most animals will adjust. But uh, if you have a very young puppy or an older dog, you might need to be more accommodating. As a matter of fact, um, my older dog usually wants to, you know, he... I'm going to say that probably I'm trying to think. Uh, I, he, he likes to go out maybe uh, like one o'clock at night, and then he likes to go out again maybe, I don't know, something like um, six o'clock in the morning, which uh, I'd rather not be doing that. The one o'clock I'm good with because I am a night person. The six o'clock in the morning, uh, not so much. But that is his ability to to hold it. That's what his, you know, he, he, he needs that. So, you know, as animals get older, they need more accommodations. So very often when you're dealing with an older pet, you're making a similar kind of accommodation for them that you would for a puppy. And so uh, my other animals are a little more flexible, but uh, since I have to uh, make those accommodations already for Zeke, <laughs> who's 13, um, everybody else in their minds benefits from it too because uh, my dogs are all about going out extra times and uh, that's fine with them. But I don't do the morning actual breakfast routine until about 7.30. So even though you get to go out one time, it's quick, we're back, I go back to sleep, and that's that. So anyway, um, a lot of times people have said to me that they don't think their dog has a sense of time or they can't remember things uh, 
you know, pass. I don't know. I think I've I've had people quote things that they've read. Uh, dogs can't remember past a certain number number of seconds or something something to that effect. And boy, is that wrong. <laughs> they mer- they certainly can remember things uh, well after the fact. Um, I think that. Uh, Certain times people assume that dogs don't understand or cats don't understand because they might not necessarily associate other things with what happened. Um, So, um, for instance, just give you some examples here. Um, I was babysitting a friend's bulldog and the dog... Uh, was not supposed to be eating rawhide or certain types of chew toys that I had around my house. My other dogs were okay with this. So if this dog got it, it would have choked. It would have been a problem. So um, she went over. She started chewing it. I had left one on the floor by accident, and I picked it up, and I put it way high up on a shelf, um, on a bookcase, far out of sight, way out of the way. And I had her at my house for about a week And she knew that, hey, you know, she's out of luck, took the thing away. She's not going to get it. Well, a week later, when my friend came back, her dog ran over to the bookcase and started staring and looking up at the bookcase. And she said, why is my dog staring at your bookcase? And I explained to her what happened. So I don't think that she smelled it coming from there. I had it. I mean, I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility, but I think that this dog remembered that I took the thing away from her and put it up there. And she also knew I wasn't going to give it to her. And for a week, she was waiting for her owner to come back, who was more of a pushover, went over to the bookcase. And sure enough, she picked it up and she gave it to the dog. So that was a week's worth of remembering that I took something from you and put it up on the shelf. So that's a pretty good sense of memory, if you ask me. I think some people have trouble remembering what they did a week ago. But uh, so much for the idea that um, that uh, dogs or cats can't remember after a f- certain number of seconds or minutes. Anyway, we need to go to a hard break, and we will be right back. Anyway, um, this is the Behavior Edition of Pet Talk. My name is Lori Fass, and I am happy to take your calls. It is actually a call-in show. Sometimes that gets a little confusing uh, because some of the shows are pre-recorded, and uh, there are shows that really aren't call-in shows. They're syndicated shows. They've been recorded some other time. Um, But this is a live show. I'm here in the studio, and you can call me at... 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And WTIC translates to 9842. So 
The 800 number is 800-966-9842 or 860-522-9842. And uh, I've been talking today about your dog or cat's sense of time in honor of daylight savings time. And uh, I think that animals have a much better sense of time than we give them credit for. Um, I remember in one of my dog training group classes, I was watching somebody and they were practicing sit-stay with their dog. And what they were doing is they'd tell their dog to sit and stay. They'd walk, hmm, I don't know, maybe 10 feet away and they would wait about 15 seconds. And then they'd say, okay, and they were done. And I, I watched them do this probably at least three or four times. And it was the same thing. Well, sit, stay, we're going to walk 10 feet away, 15 seconds later, okay. And so I said to the person who I was observing doing this, uh, you know what, um, you really need to vary how much time you're spending and how far you're walking away and walk back and forth and don't always do it the same way because you're training your dog to sit and stay wait 15 seconds, and then get up. And uh, the person in the, my class didn't believe me because it sounds kind of crazy that, you know, your dog would understand what 15 seconds is and then just get up. And it might be that, you know, we have to walk, if we're going to follow this pattern, it's going to be walk 10 feet away, wait 15 seconds, and then your dog gets up. So I said, well, if you don't believe me, then how about we give it a try and we do this. Tell your dog, sit and stay, walk 10 feet away. Let's time about 15 seconds and don't say anything and see if your dog doesn't get up. And so, you know, I, I got them to give it a shot. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They told their dog to sit and stay. They walked 15 feet away. About 15 seconds later, their dog got right up. And uh, the person that was doing this was quite surprised but that kind of shows that an animal, again, has a sense of time because that is exactly how you did it. And the dog had a, a great deal of awareness of how much time we're practicing all the time. And that's also a reason why, if whatever it is that you are practicing with your pet, that you don't make it the same whatever it is. You walk a certain number of feet away, sometimes make it shorter, sometimes make it longer, sometimes go back and forth. Because if you do something the same way all the time, then that's great for when you do it that way. But if you want your dog to do it any other way, it might not transfer. And a lot of times people think that if they... Uh, do something in one little context that it transfers to other context. And it doesn't. But again, that's an example of uh, an animal. For, for the animal to have done what I just described, they would have to know approximately what 15 seconds is. Now, I think probably uh, the most spectacular demonstration of, of timing uh, and sense of time that I've known of, this isn't something that I experienced myself, but... Um, there's a woman, I don't think she's alive anymore. Her name was Winifred Strickland, and she was very well known for German shepherds. And she uh, bred German shepherds. She also trained German shepherds and showed them both in confirmation and in obedience. And she always did very well, and she had quite a few books. And in one of her books, she was describing 
uh, a, a show that she had entered one of her dogs in, and it was an obedience competition. And in this particular level, which was the second highest level, which is called Companion Dog Excellent, um, the dog is required to sit and stay in a row with other dogs all lined up, also all in sit and stay. And in this particular level, the dog is expected to stay there for three minutes and the owner or handler of the dog is supposed to go out of sight. So that means that, you know, that's pretty good training. We Obviously, these dogs have had a lot of training. So this is a dog or a dogs who are supposed to stay there for three minutes, and they're not supposed to get up after three minutes. They're supposed to uh, wait until they're called back and stand next to their dog and then come out of position when they're released from position. But nevertheless, that's not necessarily part of my story today. So in this particular case, um, Winifred Streckland was describing a dog that was doing this exercise. And no sooner did she leave the sight of the dog that the dog said, oh, hey, <laughs> I can get up and I can snoop all around. And the dog got up and started sniffing all around the ring and looking over here and looking over there. But it got it gets better, right? Right before the three minutes are up, the dog goes right back to the exact position where he was supposed to be, sat down perfectly in line before the three minutes was up so that when she came back, it looked to her like he hadn't moved at all. And so it was a big surprise when she found out she got a non-qualifying score and when she found out what her dog was actually doing. Now, it is against the rules of dog shows to reprimand or discipline your dog during a show or even on show grounds, technically. Um, and so she really couldn't do or say anything at that point. So later, later that day or the next day, I'm not sure. I think it was probably later that day. That's a detail I'm not 100% sure about. But anyway, she took her dog, drilled that exercise and I'm not sure exactly what she did to correct him, but she certainly gave him a stern talking to. Well, he, he knew exactly that he messed it up. He knew exactly what she was talking about, and he didn't do that again. But think about how sophisticated that is on a lot of different levels, but in terms of understanding time. This dog understood Okay, I've got three minutes to fiddle around. It reminds me of a burg, you know, some movie where somebody's burglaring something. And oh, okay, we've got only three minutes before we crack the safe and the alarm goes off, or whatever the case may be. And so this dog knew, okay, I can, you know, she's not looking at me. Maybe I can get away with this. So um, I don't know if this ever happened in practice, but when I practice with. Um, dogs in my groups and my level two groups where sometimes I will have people tell their dogs to stay and then I'll have them leave the room but I'm sort of surveilling their dogs so if somebody gets up you know I'll say out in the hallway up oh, you know Rex just got up up oh, Molly's up and then you have to then they know and they go back but if if, if somebody's practicing with their dog and again gives like three minutes doesn't see what their dog is doing, and then goes back. It's not that crazy that your your dog might know that, okay, I got three minutes, okay? But obviously that's not something that's going to happen right off the cuff because that's an, sort of an advanced exercise anyway. But 
Nevertheless, it certainly, without a doubt, demonstrates that dogs do indeed have a very good sense of time. So watch out for daylight savings time. Anyway, I think we need to go to another break, and we'll be right back. Pet Talk is back. Now Saturdays at 1 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Hello, welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition, and next week will be the Veterinary Edition. So if you have a question about your pet's behavior, this is the show to call at 1-800-966-9842 or 522-9842. And... uh, in honor of daylight savings time, we're talking about the idea of animals understanding and having a sense of time. And um, a lot of times people think that dogs really don't and they'll quote, oh, I've read that, you know, they can only remember something for, you know, I don't know, two minutes or less than two minutes. I don't I don't really know what the what the time frame is on that. But uh, where this sometimes comes into play is if we're trying to correct a dog for a certain type of behavior. And so that kind of brings into the, the, the whole picture here, not just time, but also timing. Um, so for example, let's say that I don't want my dog to jump on the counter. And when they jump on the counter, I am going to take a can with pennies and um, I'm going to... Uh, Shake the can. Well, I don't want to shake the can if they get on the counter and then they get off the counter because now I'm shaking the can and they're off the counter. So if I don't set this up just right in a sense of time, uh, you know, maybe it's not going to work so well. So timing and time is important. It's not just that your dog doesn't remember or they were jumping on the counter. It's why are you shaking this can? I'm not on the counter. So timing and time can be kind of intermixed in a weird sort of way. But I'm going to try and take a call and see if I can connect to the call because I'm technologically impaired. So so bear with me here. Um, hi, is this uh, Ronald? Uh oh. So wow. What's going on? I'll put him on here. Okay. All right. I blew that one, didn't I? Okay. So Anthony's going to do it because something's not right here. And I don't know if it's the equipment or if it's me. Could be either or. So. We're going to wait a sec here. You talk, you go to jail. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Um, I'm not sure he knows he's on the air. <laughs> oh, well, that didn't go over to well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, do we have somebody else that's on hold? Okay. So we're going to try somebody else. So bear with me here. See if we can do it. Okay. Hello? Hello, is this 
WTIC? Yes, it is, and you're on the air. Yeah, this this is Joe. I we just okay. connected or whatever last. Uh, and I just you were talking about time. I just want to tell you my experience. Okay. My last dog was a stray, and I was training for a canine good citizen. Uh-huh. It was the first time I ever did it. And the last exercise where they have to go with a stranger for three minutes. Yep. I believe this was a while ago. I was only training for two minutes or one minute. Okay. And he went, and I came back, and he says, basically, you know, we can't pass him because he got antsy. He started, I guess, barking and whatnot, screaming. So I went back. I had to pay again. I thought, well, I want to take the test again. They had a break for lunch or whatever. And I went in the parking lot, and I worked on it within about 45 minutes to stay for three minutes when I'm, when I'm not around. Basically, I tied him up to something. I was, you know, I was close by. Right. Went back, took the test, and he passed. That's funny. <laughs> so it was my fault because I didn't train him for the amount of time. Well, it would have been interesting to ask at what point he started to get antsy, if he had started to get antsy right away or if it was after the one or two minutes that you had practiced. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good question. But I think if you're practicing for something, like let's say you're practicing for a test with three minutes, when you practice, you probably want to do it for four or five minutes <laughs> just yeah, to make sense. sure. I think, at the time, I think I was either doing it for one minute or two minutes. So yeah. I you know, I just, I, it was my fault. I just, you know, I didn't study enough. Yeah. So. Well, if your dog is only used to being alone for one or two, then you add another minute and it's going to be, hey, what's oh, going yeah, on here, buddy? Yeah. So that would definitely fall in under the category of, you know, your the dogs having a sense of time, and 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 also that also can reflect in just dogs getting used to being alone. You know, they, oh, he was fine. Like when I would go to work or whatnot, mm-hmm. it was just that this was a different surrounding. Right. It was, it was you know, it was in a field and. You know, it was just a different situation. For yeah. Him. Well, it's a little more scary. He doesn't know what's going on. Right. And did you say that he had been astray or he would... Yeah, I followed him off the street. Yeah, so it, that's also... And, you and know, I wanted a canine good citizen. In this case, I had a problem, you know, with, uh, you know, with him being a pit bull. Oh, okay. I could say he had a canine good citizen. Uh-huh. I was mean, your insurance uh, looking for that? No, but I know some do. Yeah. I know some do and everything. Yeah. But that was one of the reasons, too, I've ever yep. came down to that. Like, here, he has, he has a canine good citizen. Yeah. Well, that, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, he, he used to go, he got around fine. He got around with other dogs. I used to take him to dog places and everything. Uh-huh. He was fine. I mean, basically, that was a deal breaker. If, you, if you're going to fight, I'm not going to keep you. Yeah. But he was fine. Well, good. Well, that is uh, exactly what I'm talking about. So thanks for calling and sharing your story. And I apologize for what's going on with the phone line. So, you know, I'm not too great with them myself. And I think something's a little glitchy here anyway. So bad combination. But thanks for calling. Thank you. Be safe. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, so we're just talking about time and timing because you've got to remember to uh, turn your clock back uh, 2 o'clock on Sunday morning, but you probably want to do it before you go to sleep on Saturday night. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, dogs and cats absolutely have a sense of timing and and sense of time. And one of the things that uh, I find somewhat funny is that um, collars, they're automatic collars, bark collars. Different bark collars work on different principles. Some of them are, you know, annoy. Some of them spray citronella. Some of them uh, give a zap. But they're, they're adjustable. But one of the things that some of these collars have is uh, they will allow for two barks. So you get two free barks 
And then on the third bark, that's when the correction will happen. So I've known of several instances where the automatic bark collar gives you two free barks, then you get then you get a zap. And I'm not sure exactly why it's programmed like that, but it is. So the funny part of that is that I know dogs that have figured out that if they would like to bark, because a lot of dogs like to bark just for the heck of it, because it's fun, not necessarily even for any constructive purpose, just because they like to make noise, just like some people like to talk incessantly. And sometimes it doesn't even make a lot of sense, but that's another subject, not for not for pet talk. So anyway, um, there have been multiple situations where dogs have learned to basically do this, woof, woof, pause, woof, woof, pause, woof, woof, pause. And they recognize that if they pause, they're now resetting the collar. So they get two woofs, then they wait, and then they woof two more times, and then they wait. And I had talked about how different people and different animals have better sense of time or timing, and some dogs would not even get that. Um, I had a a Dutch Shepherd who is uh, quite wound up and liked to chase dragonflies. He never caught one, but if you just watched him out the window, he would be, he looked like he was nuts. He was jumping up and down like a kangaroo, uh, barking and looking in the air and snapping his jaws and making a lot of noise. And uh, he was having a fun time chasing the dragonflies, but you know, um, he would do this for half an hour, an hour maybe. Um, And Uh, you know, it wasn't making me real popular with the neighbors. So I did use one of those automatic collars. And he was just so caught up in the dragonflies, he never picked up on, you know, let's bark twice, let's pause, and then reset the, the, the collar. So a lot of dogs will not pick up on it, but certainly a lot of dogs do. Um, but when you're talking about sense of different things, You know, I talked about, well, there's the sense of time is a sense. Sense of direction is a sense. Uh, And and different animals and different people have different skill sets with this. I have a absolutely horrible sense of direction, but um, I found out when I was in college, actually, that I'm dyslexic. And I think that that definitely affects my sense of direction. I used to really have a hard time distinguishing left from right. I had to think really hard about it um, before I, you know, was going to make a choice. When I learned how to drive, I remember I had a panic moment where um, I forgot which side of the street I was supposed to be on. I don't have that trouble anymore, so don't get scared if you see me on the road. But um, there was a uh, somebody who outline different types of intelligences. Uh, There's a book called The Seven Types of Intelligence by Howard Gardner and um, talking about different things that, and I think it applies to animals too, different types of intelligence. And I think that, you know, our senses are attached to our our sense of intelligence. So for example, um, if we have a good sense of balance, you're going to have better athletic abilities. And one of the um, types of intelligence is bodily kinesthetic abilities. And so, you know, different animals, different people have different abilities uh, and different ways of looking at things. Um, And there are some ways that uh, 
Well, I mean, what for example, I'm talking about Howard Gardner's how he broke things down. And one of the intelligences is logical, mathematical. Another one is linguistic, which is your language skills. And in both of those ways, humans really have it over animals. Animals don't have conversations, not the way we do. They're not going to figure out math problems. They really don't care. Um, musical ability is something pretty unique to humans, although, you know, I guess there are whale songs or bird songs, but I think that's a little bit different. I think that's more of a communication type of thing. Uh, but there are certain types of intelligences that I think animals are better than we are. For instance, I think most animals are far more coordinated than we will ever be. I think in terms of where you are in space and time, spatial awareness, uh, animals for the most part are way better than we are. Um, and when it comes to sense of time, I don't think that, I think we're about equal. I think some of us has a good sense of time and some of us not so much. And my sense of time is not as bad as my sense of direction. So I do know that this show is going to be over in like 20 seconds. So I have to wrap it up. So anyway, thanks for listening to the show. And next week is Dr. Dennis. Call with your medical questions. And I'll be back in the week after that. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thanks for listening to Pet Talk. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.